Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 64 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm glad that you're listening. In this episode, which I recorded a couple of weeks ago, I had the great opportunity to talk again with longtime Blues supporter and the host of the Blue Abroad podcast and YouTube channel and one of the best AFL Evolution 2 players on the planet, Mr. Terry Degani. It's great to talk to Terry again to touch on the actions of the Blues during the trade period, to get his thoughts on them, to see what the, he thinks, and where he sees the Blues going forward and what expectations are now that they're in the basically fifth year of their five-year plan, as he'll be talking about. But before we dive into the uh, discussion, ladies and gents, I wanted to let you know and remind you that I did open up the uh, store page for the podcast on Redbubble. I have a link to that in the show notes if you are at all interested in checking that out. I uh, have a few items that are up there right now um, in terms of the designs. I'm looking at getting a couple of other ones made. I'm having one revised, so I can go ahead and put that one back up there again as well. Um, one of the great things about Redbubble is that they print all over the world. So if you happen to be in Australia and you order something, they'll create the product right there. So you should have it within a couple of days if you're at all interested. Would love for you to check it out. Any of the money that comes in is going to go right back into the podcast to help make it better, to improve equipment, to allow me to make this a better podcast than it is. I don't want to be so bold as to say even better because that would be implying that it's already better to begin with. And, uh, well, that's up for you to decide. I think I'm doing an all right job and, uh, I'm enjoying talking to the people that I'm talking to, but if you're still listening and you're coming back and you're hopefully sharing it with your friends, then you must think it's okay as well. So thanks a bunch. Now, just a reminder, I do have coming up in about three and a half weeks, the first year anniversary of the podcast. And that's on the 29th of December. So my goal for this year, and I kind of came up with this goal in May, June of this year during the time which we were pretty much restricted as far as where we were going, that type of thing. And I was watching a lot of footy. My thought was, you know what? My goal, I want to get to 10,000 downloads in the first year. And I'm getting close. I, at this point in time, I'm less than 400 downloads away from that 10,000 goal. So if you're listening, I truly appreciate you listening. And I would really appreciate it if you would post a link to the podcast on your social media, if you like it, share it with your friends, tell them about this uh, rather strange American who's fallen in love with your your game. And uh, if you're listening and it's your first time listening, I truly appreciate you sharing this game with me. And with my fellow Americans who have fallen in love with it, because I'm not alone. There are thousands upon thousands of us who have fallen in love with this game and support every club in the competition. So, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, sit back and enjoy the uh, discussion that I have uh, recently had with Terry Degani. He has some great insight on the Blues and where they're headed. And I think you'll enjoy it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm thrilled to have my next guest on and... Uh... He was uh, kind enough to join me way back in episode 16, back in April of this year. Uh, this is Terry Degani, who is the, uh, the host of the Blue Abroad podcast and the YouTube channel. And uh, he's a huge Carlton supporter, and I wanted to bring him on and talk about the Carlton uh, Blues trade period and offseason and maybe look a little bit ahead at the draft and see what he thinks is going on. So, Terry, thanks for coming on. It's great to have you on again. 
mate. It's great to be here again. It's, uh, it's great to see that the podcast is doing well. And uh, I'm, I'm actually really happy. I'm really happy for you to see that we've, we're in, uh, you know, the, the latter part of the year and, and we're still kicking strongly. Exactly. Yeah, I've got, I have my first anniversary, hopefully of, of many, coming up at the end of next month. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, uh, it's been crazy trying to figure out, you know, content and such, but uh, I'm having a blast with it. So, you know, it's, yeah, first of all, I have to ask you, uh, now that you've played it for a few months, what are your impressions of AFL Evolution 2? <laughs> um, you know, I must say, it, uh, overall, it was a big win for me. It was, it's, it's a competent game. Um, I think the previous versions of the AFL games have been exciting, but ultimately, you know, when you play NBA 2K, you play FIFA, it's, it's never really going to be able to live up to that expectation. But uh, I think they did a really good job of AFL Evolution 2. Uh, and the, the thing for me is I hope that they just continue to make a new game every year um, rather than wait a few years to get the next version. Because there, there's obviously improvements to be made. But having said that, I, I did enjoy the gameplay. Okay. Yeah, and and if, you, if you've not played the game or you want to you know, see what it looks like, you know, if you're here in the States, uh, he's got several videos up on his uh, YouTube channel. And it's been kind of fun to watch that stuff vicariously since I don't have a uh, gaming system. And my wife has said, in no uncertain terms, you're not getting one. Uh, <laughs> said, you're 57, you don't need one. And that's probably true. So You haven't been able to, uh, you haven't been able to ring her into to allowing you to get one? No, I haven't. But I just remember what I was going to tell you before. I am actually getting ready to start uh, introducing some merchandise for the podcast as well. I've had, I had some stuff created. And uh, one of my students that I had last year created some designs for me. And I've got a couple of others that I will not ask a high school senior to create because that would not be appropriate. Uh, so, but yeah, I've got some, got some stuff. I'm looking forward to getting that out there. Um, but I, I just would not feel right asking her and say, hey, could you create this? It's, it just would be very, very awkward and it just would not be appropriate at all. So are you, you know, as a blue supporter, are you happy with the, uh, the end of the trade period in terms of what they got accomplished? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, we've been to the draft the last, heavily to the draft for the last five years. And, um, you know, the club announced a five-year plan five years ago about what they were going to do with the list. And um, it was good that, you know, now we're entering into the sixth year. We're finally at a stage where we can start bringing in some established players. I think over the last three years in particular, we haven't been able to just land good senior players onto the list. So, We've gone to the draft and continued to, to bring in young talent to develop. So to have two guys that we've now recruited from other sides to come into the team, and I mean, we're talking about two guys who will be, you know, top 10 players for the club. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's very exciting. And it's also exciting to get to trade, line, trade deadline day without having to worry because all of our business was already finished. So, yeah, I'm very happy. Oh, that's a good point, yeah, because... You know, as we were talking off air, you know, the pies were still figuring things out right as the, uh, the trade deadline came about. Uh, you know, you know, they brought over Zach Williams from GWS. They, they, uh, they let's be honest, they kind of helped out the, the, uh, the Cats with uh, the, the Fogarty trade, uh, you know, sending pick 30 over there so we could bring in uh, Sean Higgins. Um, and, you know, the, the big get for your club, and, and again, you traded out, you gave up uh, 
at pick eight and 87, but you got a couple picks back was getting Adam Saad. And he's a, you know, dynamic player. He's, you know, if you're, if you're an American fan and you're watching the, the, the game or you're starting to follow the game, the best way I can describe him is kind of being like a, a lockdown cornerback in the NFL that doesn't allow the receiver to make catches. He's a really mm-hmm. good defender. And if, if you're, if he's, if he's defending you, you're not going to score much that game. And, uh, and he just runs and runs and runs. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 that's exactly right. And, you know, the thing with, with our side over the last few years is we can get a little stagnant with the way we move the ball. If we have other teams that are pressing up high, right. we haven't quite got that class to kick the ball out of congestion. Whereas you bring in someone like Adam Saad and you don't need to kick it out of congestion because he's just going to run around everybody and uh, create angles and uh, those angles will then create space for other players and he really will unlock the way we move the ball next year and, and for years to come. I think that's terrific for them and I, and I think and I think you probably expect at this point in time that that Carlton could be playing finals next year. Well it's uh, we have to play finals next year it's um, you know enough is enough to be honest the, the supporters have been patient we were sold, as I said, we were sold by the club. We were told about this five-year plan. Um, that five years is now up. We're now into year six. Um, and, you know, we, we've been so down for so long that we, you know, you could make an argument that we've lost our identity. Um, and, it, you know, the league has sort of forgotten who we are as a football club. And it's time to, you know, really bounce back next year. And it's a bit... It's a big year on all fronts because there's certain free agents coming up, big players, uh, and I, I, I really do believe it will rest on how well we do next year as to whether we retain some of these players. Now, you mean free agents that are on the Blues list right now or ones that you're thinking you would like to have come in? No. So, I mean, our captain, Patrick Cripps, he's out of contract. Right. Uh, it's a contract year for him coming up, and you know, he's a very, very good player, and uh, he's never played in the final and so we need to really make sure that we, we have to play finals, Craig. It's really as simple as that. There's just no other way to put it. it it'd be an abysmal failure if we didn't play finals next year. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think they probably will. Yeah, I think that they've, they've improved quite a bit. They're beginning to, you know, they're beginning to grow you know, into the – and as you said, finding their role um, that maybe has lost them or that they hadn't found for quite some time. Yeah, are you worried about Charlie Kernow? Because he's, you know, this has been what I think the fifth or sixth or four hundred and twelfth knee injury he's had, whatever it is. Yeah, extremely, extremely worried. Um, the reality is, he's he continues to fracture his patella tendon um, innocuously, it seems. And you know, this is a guy who has super talent. He's probably the most talented forward that we have. Um, you know, he kicked 34 goals in 2018 as a 21-year-old or yeah, 20 or 21-year-old. And um, the reality is we've built the forward line and the list around guys like him. And I just worry about whether he's going to be able to, first of all, be the same player. And second of all, really get back to any kind of form. Uh, he's going to have missed two years by the time he gets back on the, on the field. And, you know, I, look, I'm hopeful. Obviously, he's, he's still very young. Uh, but I can't help but feel like he has to really change the way he plays moving forward. He doesn't. He can't really rely on that athleticism like he used to. So he's going to be. He's going. And I'm, I'm trying to look and see how tall he actually is. He's he's got some pretty good size, if I'm not mistaken. 192, yeah. 192 centimeters. So that's about 
six foot four or so. So could he could he become a you know more of like a, a stationary Ben Brown type forward who you know you're 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 targeting him as you're bringing the ball into the forward fifty is he somebody who's you know who's maybe not as dynamic moving around moving around the ground because of maybe his limited you know mobility issues. I think that's I, I mean the the answer is I don't know because I don't okay. know going to look like but that seems like the most logical move for him um you know even before he was injured i i personally think that he is a goal square player and harry should be the one roaming up the ground uh, but just because charlie's so fit and his endurance is elite uh it's natural that you want to try and utilize him wherever you can but i think for for next year and where whenever we do see him play if we do uh, i think that is the move yeah yeah and i i, I didn't i'm just looking here he's He's only 23. That's, that's mm. just, and he's had that many setbacks and just, you know, and, and again, that's where I still, you know, I still have to remind myself that, that young men are playing this game at the highest level at age 19. I mean, that's, yes. that's not, that's still something that, you know, as an American, we have to get used to because that, that doesn't happen in the NFL. It happens on rare occasions in the NBA, happens even more rarely in, uh, in Major League Baseball. You know, because it's usually a few years of in the minor leagues before they get up to that level. So, so again, overall, you're pretty much satis- satisfied with with what they've done and where the list is right now. Because, you know, they've got three picks in the draft. They're not, you know, you got 38, 48, and 78. Because I think they wanted to make sure it was easy to keep track of when they're going to be picking. Just let's stick an eight at the end of every pick. Uh, <laughs> you know, any. Any expectations now, or are there any? Uh, and I, I guess I should probably ask this because you've been following the game a lot longer than I have. When now that the trade period is done, if if Carlton still has spots on their list that are available, if there are players that have been delisted that have not been signed, or are is this a point in time where they're still able to just go out and add those players to their list and sign them to contracts? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. There's a there's a period where the delisted free agents will become available. Okay. Um, there's, there's the preseason draft, which we have pick, I believe it's pick eight. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there are a few players on the market that we could bring into the club um, who, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked at their current club. And I mean, I personally think there's still a few players on the list that need to go. So um, I think there is another layer of, of change that needs to be, needs to be made. Um, however, I think, you know, for me, you know, you pick 22 players every week. For me, from what I've seen, the best teams have a squad of basically 30 who on any given day could play. And that's really what we need to be building. And, and how, close, how close to that 30 do you think you guys are? I think we're at 28, 29. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, if there was is – there, is there a delisted player right now that you can think of that you think would be a good fit? For the Blues? I mean, I wouldn't mind having a look at someone like a Majak Dor. Um, super talented, athletic, um, really started to, to show some really good signs as a defender. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a position where we need to start being proactive now because in three years' time, that will be a need. Um, you know, we have a very, very solid defensive six or seven. Um, however, the key position players, we have, you know, Jacob Wiedering, who's still very young and just about to hit his prime. 
Um, we have Liam Jones, who's, you know, entering his 29 in February. So, you know, by the time he's 31 or 32, you might need to start thinking about who's the replacement. So um, I, think, I think someone like a Magic Door, um, potentially somebody like a Mason Wood, who played for North Melbourne as a forward. And really the only reason I say his name is because of the uncertainty with Charlie Curnow. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, and one other thing while I've got you here, um, you know, you talked about how they, uh, the Blues have spent the last four or five years, you know, working the draft and adding players through the draft that way. You know, I've not, I've not followed it, the draft as closely as, you know, as people who've grown up in this, but does it tend to be like an all or nothing proposition for clubs where they, where they, they say, you know, we've got to add as many young players to our list as we possibly can at this point in time, rather than, uh, you know, rather than trying to bring in anybody that's, uh, you know, that's a little bit more experienced, a little bit more of a seasoned veteran, that, that sort of thing is that do they tend to trade out the picks. If you're, if you, we, you know, like, like Geelong did where, yep, we're going to bring in this guy here. So we're going to go ahead and basically get rid of our entire draft. Pretty much. I mean, when you, when you're a team like Geelong, Hawthorne, Richmond, and you reach the pinnacle, you reach the top. Um, it then just becomes about topping up every year and uh, they have the flexibility to do that. It also helps that these teams have champion players who are in the peak prime of their careers. Um, but for a club like Carlton, you know, five years ago, the list was in disarray. You know, we had terrible contracts, bad players. Um, the, the age profile was all over the place. Uh, and we really needed to embrace the modern era of the AFL because we haven't traditionally been a club that hits the draft because we've been so successful the old Carlton mentality was we just go and buy whoever we want, however we want to do it. Whatever hole, we need, whatever hole we need to fill. Exactly. So for us, it was important to, you know, make as many list changes as possible in 2015 and, and really, you know, draft heavily over the, the, you know, the ensuing three or four years. And hopefully, you know, two to three years from today, those players are now at that age of, you know, 25, 26. And then we start really seeing the, the, the growth from within getting Carlton back to where they have been and, and where blue supporters believe they should be. Correct. Okay. Terrific. Well, Hey, you know, I know you've got uh, an appointment later on today that you've got to get to. And I, I appreciate you taking, you know, some time out of your uh, it's Monday, right? Yeah. Out of your Monday. <laughs> I have to, I have to do the math. I actually found a website that is a, it's a time zone converter. So as I was setting these appointments today, I've, I've had the time zone converters. Well, they're saying, well, can we do it at nine o'clock my time? And I'm plugging that in. It's like, well, that's three o'clock in the morning. Uh, can we maybe do it a little early? <laughs> Been battling. That that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually doing one tonight at eleven thirty my time, and then uh, I have right now uh, Tuesday and Wednesday morning at five thirty that I have interviews scheduled. So amazing. Yeah, I love I'm, your work. I'm really trying to. Yeah, well, yeah, really trying to get some you know get some people's opinions out there. So. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, Terry Degani from Blue Abroad. Check out the podcast. Check out the YouTube channel. Uh, Terry, again, thanks so much for coming on. I truly appreciate it. Anytime, Craig. Always, always uh, up for it. Absolutely. Definitely going to get you back on here as the uh, season gets ready to roll back up again and maybe talk a little AFLW as well. I look forward to it, Craig. Okay, terrific. 
Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that if you'd like to sign up for the mailing list so that you get each new episode delivered to you first, there's a link to a short form in the show notes. It's a little Google form that'll come up that has four questions on it. It'll ask you your name, who you support, what state you live in, your email address, of course, so I can send you a link to the podcast. And if there's any question that you want to ask me or anything like that that you think I should address, I should address in a future episode. Again, you can find that in the show notes. It would take a couple of minutes to fill out. I'd love to get you on the on the email list so I can get the podcast out to you as soon as it comes out because sometimes it takes a few hours before it gets posted on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play. Uh, I know that the app that I listen to my podcasts on more often than not, the Stitcher app, while I love the app and it's got a ton of the podcasts that I enjoy listening to, they're sometimes a little bit tardy in uploading new episodes. They don't get them out there quite as quickly as I would like them to do. In fact, I'm going to take a look right now at the app, and I'm going to see where we are with mine. I believe I released a new episode a few days ago, and I still think that it's not even up and posted yet. Yeah, episode 62 is the last one that I have posted there, and that was my interview with Peter Holden of Wharf Radio. So my interview from episode 63 has not been posted as of yet on my app that I typically listen to. So if you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or somewhere like that, it should get to you much more quickly. But if you're on the mailing list, you'll have the link within two minutes of when the podcast is uh, uploaded because that's the first thing I do is I will send it out to the folks that are on the mailing list. So if you're interested, I'd love for you to sign up. Also, If you have an idea for a show topic or someone that you uh, think would be a great guest, maybe it's you, I'd love for you to drop me a DM on Twitter, send me an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com, leave me a note on the Facebook page. Okay, I'd love to hear from you. And remember that while you can find all the episodes for the podcast at yankonthefooty.podbean.com, you can also find it on your favorite podcast provider. Every new episode is also available on my YouTube channel. You just search for my name, Craig Wessels. You'll find it there. It's just the audio as of right now. I have not uh, I have not attempted to dive into doing the video yet. I don't have video editing software, so I don't want to tackle that quite yet. And sometimes I do need to make edits in the audio. So now that you've listened again, I hope you'll consider giving me a review on Apple Podcasts, letting me know what I'm uh, doing well, what I could work on. Okay, that's easy to do takes just a few minutes if you'd be interested in doing that. Remember, you can also reach me at yankonthefooty at gmail.com, as well as on Twitter at yank underscore on. And you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at yankonthefooty. I'd like to thank Mr. Joseph McDade for the use of two of his great pieces of music, Backplate and Elevation. You can find his music at josephmcdade.com slash music. He's also on Spotify, so check him out there. Again, like I said, if you want to sign up for the mailing list, I would love to have you on there. This way also, when uh, I get ready to do a live podcast, and I've done one of those already, and I'm hoping to do more, I can send out the uh, notification for that to you right away and let you know in case you want to get on board. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening, because while we're fans of our teams deep down, we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. And again, thanks so very much for listening. And please, please share the podcast with your friends and family. Put it up on your social media. And ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick 
never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been episode number 64 of A Yank on the Footy, my discussion with blues supporter and Blue Abroad host, Terry Degani. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so very much for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye.